Welcome to On Texas Football. It's roundup time with Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. How are you doing this morning, Justin? Man, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Another another week, another uh, another opportunity to, to cover some spring football, some recruiting. Uh, Going to have a national championship tonight in basketball that I do not care about. <laughs> and uh, I think baseball finally took an L after 15 straight. And, and I'm finally starting to peel a little bit from that sun at the Texas Relay. So, I'm doing great, Bobby. How about yourself? I think I think that's an awesome way to put it. All of it, dude. Uh, let's start with Saturday scrimmage. We're, we're going to talk about the scrimmage a little bit. We're going to talk about Texas Relays. You were there for that on Friday. Then you've got some recruiting notes uh, that are important uh, for everybody to know, uh, and we'll talk about all of that stuff. But let's get started uh, with Saturday scrimmage uh, and uh, go from there. Okay. Uh, let's let's uh, tell me what you heard, and I'll 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 kind of discuss what I heard as well. And uh, we'll just go from there. Give me the 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 thirty thousand foot picture uh, of what you heard about Saturday scrimmage. The defense is winning uh, right now. I feel like, from what I've been hearing, the defense has been the stronger of the two units to this point in spring ball. Uh, I know the offense is they'll, they'll make plays here and there, but I think consistently it's the defense and, and specifically the interior defensive line. They are having their way with the inside of the offensive line uh, that continued. Uh, Ethan Burke is, is starting to assert himself in the lineup. He's getting reps ahead of justice Finkley now uh, at edge. And so he's a guy that, that, that's, that's putting it, putting it on his shoulders and, and, and making a push, which you want to see in the spring hearing nothing but good from Keaton Crawford. This is week two of him playing outstanding at that boundary safety. Uh, he's also, you know, the, the, the gunner and the big time guy on special teams, but, but Keaton wants to get on the field. He wants to be one of those 11 on the defense. He's been playing well. Terrence Brooks had a couple plays. Malik Muhammad, for all you guys that are on freshman watch, this guy is getting his hands on every ball and is around him. He had a pick in Thursday's practice. He had another big PBU in Saturday's. So he's getting he, – he's definitely getting acclimated, and he's a guy that I can fully expect to see play on uh, this fall on Saturday's. And then on the offensive side, they've been doing a lot of mix and matching with the offensive line. We've reported that since before camp started. Flood's looking uh, to Swiss Army knife a lot of these guys. They're looking not for the best five. They're looking for the best eight. They know they've got five set that, that, that they can count on when the season starts. They're looking for three or four others that can provide them rotational depth. And there's been a lot, a lot of guys moving around. I know that Hayden Connor was getting a little try at center. Uh, that's no longer the case. I think he's been moved back to guard, both guards uh, full-time. Cam Williams has been moved to that swing tackle spot that Andre Carrick played last year. Uh, he's he's asserted himself as well. Cam Williams is trying to push himself into that lineup, into that rotation. And so, so far, I feel like the defense has gotten the best of the offense, but we've seen bright spots on both sides, Bobby. I want to come back to a couple of those things and, and talk about them. First, I want to say thank you to our one of our main sponsors, uh, Laura Baker at Keller Williams Realty. She's there with the Andy Allen team, longtime real, Austin real estate professional. Whether you're buying or selling a house in or around uh, the Austin area, Laura is the person for you. Uh, she's very helpful, uh, very uh, smart, conscientious, all of those things. Uh, plus, she's a big time Longhorn fan as well. Uh, been that, you know, don't want to give up her age, but she's been around uh, in a good way uh, for uh, a long time around the Longhorns from Earl Campbell on up. Uh, so Laura Baker uh, with Keller Williams Realty. Contact her at Laura at AndyAllenTeam.com. Hey, Justin, you mentioned Manny Muhammad. I, I know that he had some physical practices. That's one of the things I hadn't mentioned yet. I, I was told that he had a couple of physical practices. 
and maybe his physicality is a little bit above where they expected it uh, going into uh, this spring camp. I also heard good things uh, like you did uh, about the interior of the defensive line and Ethan Burke. I've heard good things about Chris Ross uh, of late as well. The the uh, young transfer or not young transfer, the young man from North Shore High School. Uh, I had a question for you and whether or not you heard much about the quarterbacks uh, during Saturday's scrimmage. Not much. I didn't hear much. Um, not that they played bad relatively. Um, if anything, I, I did hear that, that that Quinn and Malik had a couple of nice throws, but it's it's. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What, what I think the first unit looks pretty good on offense. They they can actually move the ball down the field, uh, especially when they go when they go four wide and and he just starts you know peppering the ball. Quinn just starts peppering the ball. The problems you're seeing are with the second and third team because Malik Murphy and Arch Manning aren't getting. They don't have that that best five up there, and the and the twos on the defensive line are, are much further along, and so I think. That they're getting through that stage. Arch is starting to see this. You know, I, you know, he's got to work his way up to get to the reps with those good old linemen. But right now, he's taking his licks with some of the guys that aren't necessarily as far along. And plus, there's a lot of youth on that as well. But from what I understand, it's you know, obviously it's Quinn, and 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 he still has the ability to to move the ball down the field, especially with the uh, throwing the rock. I. We, we talk about this a lot, but I've got to ask you, what about the wide receivers? Anybody you're hearing having a particularly good spring right now? Every day I hear A.D. Mitchell does a little something different. This is – I think he's starting to get comfortable. And and people just assume you transfer from one school to another, you show up and you're ready to go. Well, there's a transition period there. And also he's a guy that didn't play a lot of – he didn't have a lot of mileage his last year at Georgia because of the injuries. And so he's trying to kind of get back into get some of the rust off. And each time he's running with the ones now, Bobby, each time he's come out, he's done a little bit better. And that's the guy that vertical threat this offense needs to allow a Jonte Cook and Xavier Worthy, a Jordan Whittington, those guys to get open to guys to not that way. They don't get bracketed. You don't get, you see double coverage with those guys. A.D. Mitchell could be huge in that regard. And, and with Isaiah Nayor coming on as well. Look, to me, that's the two best parts of the of the wide receiver core. It, I, I think that A.D. Mitchell is just going to happen. You know, it's it's one of those guys that you know how talented he is, and you just got to wait for it to unfurl uh, and get used to the offense, et cetera. But he's going to be uh, terrific, I think, this coming year. Really a, a big addition. All right, um, that's enough on, on Saturday's practice. I want to shoot forward a little bit and talk to you about the Texas relays. Uh, there was some recruiting action along with that. Uh, let's go there now and talk a little bit about that, Justin. Number one is the most important recruit on the board. Uh, that's that's Micah Hudson, the five-star wide receiver out of Lake Belton down at Temple. He made his way in. He was on the four-by-one with Lake Belton's um, relay. And his teammate, Selman Bridges, who's a four-star, top 50 recruit in the country, they both run on that. And it's it's a scene to watch Bridges run the, the anchor at 6'4". I mean, it is um, – it's something else. And actually, I one of the coaches had told me Bridges split was higher than was better than than Hudson's, which that's crazy. 
But that just shows you that the athleticism. Micah Hudson, people want to know where's his recruitment. Let me tell you his recruitment. Put on your seatbelt, strap in, and just enjoy the ride. Because, guys, this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. This one's going to go the distance. He is going to go to the school that he feels the most comfortable. And there are a handful that are really coming at him. Right now, I would say it's Texas versus the field. And that, to me, kind of measures his recruitment right now. In no way, shape, or form is it is it over or is it even close. Texas Tech is recruiting him harder than anybody. And they, they continually do that. That's all hands-on-deck recruitment. They are, they've had him on campus twice in the last four months. They're going to continue to push that. Texas is in the mix. He, you know, he was able to stop by on, uh, on yesterday, get to kind of see the coaches, talk to some of the guys. Him and Bridges were able to be there. Um, he really likes Chris Jackson. He really likes Steve Sarkeesian. And he, he's looking for the most honest and upfront and genuine staff. He's not looking for some big sales pitch. He's looking to where he can grow. Uh, if he goes out of state, Ohio State's going to get a visit. Alabama is probably going to get a visit in the next two weeks. He wants to kind of spread his wings a little bit and just kind of go see these places because I think Texas and Texas Tech are actually in their own category. And then you have these other schools that are kind of trying to play catch up. Proximity, I think, will be a factor. Uh, you know, he's very close to his mother. Uh, I think that's going to be something that helps. But if you if if I was a Texas fan, I would be definitely be optimistic because if there's one consistent thing about Micah Hudson's recruitment, it's who's going to be throwing him the football. If you ask him that, he he's not going to bring it up. But if you if you dive deep enough and ask him about it, the idea of who's throwing him the football at the next level is is a data point. And the fact that he'll mention it every once in a while, but you can see it in his face, the fact that Arch Manning could be his quarterback for two years, I think that gives Texas a little bit of an advantage right now. Again, it's only the beginning. Might be a bumpy ride. Micah's a great kid. He doesn't really do a whole lot of interviews. He doesn't do a lot on social media. He tries to have fun with it. But I like where Texas is versus the field. Now with Selman Bridges, this guy came out of nowhere three months ago. Remember, Inside Texas, we showed up on campus about an hour after Sark offered him before Lake Belton in the Colleen Ellison basketball game. Bridges has been building. Arkansas, he's going to go see. TCU, Tennessee, he's got a visit scheduled. He's going to go see. But I think Texas is the better team in that run right there. I'm going to be curious to see what other schools try to get involved. But the fact that Steve Sarkeesian is Selman Bridges' primary contact is very telling. Also, he's 6'4". And after watching a scrimmage in practice, he loves Jade Barron's role. And they've talked to him about playing that star, possibly that nickel. He's not just a corner. He can play corner. He can play some nickel. He may even play some safety. You see him on the track. He can move for somebody that, that, that tall and that big. And so I like where Texas is with Selman Bridges. I actually asked him, you know, just kind of just, just chatting with him after the, after the event. I said, have you and Micah ever talked about possibly playing at the same school or what that would be like? And he kind of smiled and he said, yeah, not really. They joke around about it. But he did say this. He said, yeah, if we ever do play at the same school, it'd probably be somewhere like here, like Texas. And so it's not anything close to a package deal, but but those guys are close. And those are two of the top guys in the country. That's the good news. Let's go over to the not-so-good news. I don't like where Texas is trending with safety Corey and Gibson out of Lancaster. When Chris Gilbert left, I thought Texas took a hit because he was really close to the former Lancaster head coach, who's now the tight end coach at North Texas. Chris Gilbert did a 
unbelievable job in the 12 months that he was on campus for the University of Texas or, or a year and a half. He did a tremendous job. I, I That hurts Texas. Now, Sark and those guys, they, they, they've kept that relationship going. They, they've continually built with Corian. But the Clemson visit he took recently really hit home. And I think that this was a kid, I think, that was looking for another school to assert themselves. He's gotten close to LSU. He's gotten close to Alabama, Texas, some other uh, other places. But that Clemson visit, after speaking with him on, on Friday, that one, I think I think that knocked Texas down a peg. So I don't like where Texas stands with that recruitment anymore. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. And then uh, another one that I'm not a big fan of, uh, if you're a Texas fan, is Terry Bussey, the athlete, the number one rated athlete by On3 uh, out of Timpson, Texas, uh, 5'10", about 180, 185 pounds. I mean, he's a regular at the Texas Relays and the state track meet. This guy does this. I mean, he he does every event. I think he even mowed the yard on the other side of Mike Myers. Like, I mean, he's that kind of a kid. I, I I don't I don't think Texas is trending well in that one. He likes Texas. He likes the idea of being an athlete. They don't have him pigeon-toed into one spot. DB, they talked to him. He actually talked to Chris Jackson. We broke on Thursday that, that he took an unofficial uh, to, to Austin before the, the relays. He got to meet Chris Jackson as well, talk to him a little bit about playing receiver. I asked Bussy, where do you want to play in college? He said, you know what, I'll play wherever they want me to play, but I really, really want to play on offense. I think Texas sees him as more of a defensive player. Who sees him as an offensive guy? Texas A&M. And I think that's where it's trending right now. If I had to pick a, pick a school, I'd say Texas A&M leads for Terry Bussey at this moment. I don't think he's close to a decision, but I'll say this about Terry. Terry is not big on the recruiting process. And so I don't know how much longer he's going to go through it. I can see Terry shutting it down in June and being done. And he's a kid also that I do not see a decommitment after. He is the you know, polar opposite of an Aaron Hampton. This is not a guy that's going to play musical chairs. And so Bussy to AM, I kind of feel like that's trending in that direction as well. Overall, though, it was a, it was a beautiful event. Jelani McDonald, Texas signee out of Waco Conley. I think that kid can play anywhere on both sides of the ball. He looked good. Uh, Bryant Wesco, he, he didn't jump as, as well as he wanted to, but that's another receiver that's up at the top of the board out of uh, Midlothian. I think LSU and Clemson are kind of trending with him right now. Uh, but overall, top to bottom, I, I thought Texas guys, their priorities, uh, we got a better understanding of where Texas sits in early April. That's interesting, Justin. Um, Justin, you were at the, the Texas Relays, and we talked about this. Brennan Thompson ran – on the anchor leg of the relays, the, the Texas athlete uh, did pretty well is what is what we're hearing. Um, you know, I'm looking at this overall and the Texas relays is an opportunity. People that haven't been to it. It's very similar to the state track meet uh, in that you have people from all over basically coming and converging on uh, Austin at a single time. This one has a little bit more of a college tinge to it, though. It's a lot more college driven. Uh, than it is high school, even though they have the elite high school uh, group there as well. Uh, yeah. But it's a, it's a great time. Gatlin Bear. Oh. Who's, uh, the, the one from Idaho. Tell, tell us about him, the, the young man from Idaho. 
Okay, I'll, I'll give you the good news. He took an unofficial on Thursday. Our Joe Cook reported that on Friday. The bad news is I I don't think Texas is really in that one. I think it's Oregon, Georgia, and then the rest of the field. I think Oregon has the advantage right there. If I had to pick a school, I think Oregon would be it. And, I'm, and he's looking at doing both football and track. And he can he, absolutely doesn't he want to be an LDS guy, like go on a mission as well? Yes, yes. There, 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 there is that too as well. And so you would, you would obviously think that BYU and and some of those places are are, are de- they're in the mix as well. But after talking to him, I think Oregon is your leader there. Georgia offered last week, and they're also a great track and field program as well. And so that caught his attention. He did like Texas. He's going to continue to talk to Coach Sark, Coach Jackson, and those guys. I just think um, I, I'm not sure we'll see him back in Texas uh, unless uh, something crazy happens. Gotcha. Speaking with Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. Uh, Justin, going back to the team right now, we're, we're, we're basically two weeks now from spring – the spring game. Spring game is April fifteenth, right now. Um, what is what are the things that you are taking away at this point from spring practice? I'm taking away that the depth they're looking for on the O line isn't there yet. Is it, it young? Be, it's too young. Young guys. It, yeah, and 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 granted, a lot of the guys from last year are are, are going to be playing rotational roles. I just I think they're tra- they're still trying to figure that out. They're trying to figure out which one of these young guys, if any of them, in the twenty three cycle can play early. If and if they can't, they've got numbers, but I think they're still trying to figure that out. I, but Flood is always tinkering. That might be why he's one of the best O line coaches in the country because he's always trying to fit and parcel exactly where you know the best five he can put out there <laughs> and the largest rather. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm I'm wondering about tailback. Because I, I, you know, I know Jonathan Brooks is is steady, but every once in a while I hear Cedric Baxter did this or Savion Red did that. It, I, that's another thing. No one's really mentioned in Savion Red. If there's anybody that's got real burst out of the backfield, which I would I would categorize Keelan Robinson as that guy, but he's not a traditional running back. Savion Red, I mean, he's like a little dynamite. That sucker can go, and I think. The running back position is going to work itself out. It's cur- I'm going to be curious to see how Tashard Choice kind of manages that. And then on the other side, I think there is an influx of strong defensive backs that could be clamoring for jobs. Gabe Holmes, Terrence Brooks, Ryan Watts. Uh, you got Austin Jordan that's doing more of a, a of a nickel star type role. Um, Jalen Gilbo, he, you know, that's a guy that they expect to be doing something whenever he's healthy. And so there, I think. It's weird. Two years ago, this roster didn't have near as much talent. Now it's got an influx of new guys with with a lot of upside. And I think it's Sark and the guys just trying to fit the pieces in the right spots. The number one thing with spring right now, and I'm knocking on every piece of wood in this freaking county, is getting is getting out with without injuries. And right now, that, that's been a big thing. Everything has been minimal to this point. And if you can get through spring. You know what's a win on, on, on the orange-white scrimmage, Bobby? Nobody getting hurt. Yeah. That's the win. That's two what weeks left. You better. There's two weeks left. You better keep knocking, buddy. I'm hitting every piece of pine. I'm every piece of pine in these woods. <laughs> All right. Special thanks again to someone that's uh, been with us from the very beginning, and we really appreciate her. That's Laura Baker, a realtor out at Keller Williams Realty there in Austin. Uh, contact her at Laura at Andy Allen Team. If you're moving in or around Austin, uh, looking to list your home or buy in the area, uh, Laura can take care of you. Uh, She is a longhorn through and through, and we certainly appreciate her 
uh, here on the roundup with the, on Texas football, myself and Justin Wells. Hey, Justin, um, I'm, I'm thinking through this. The Longhorns lost the series to Oklahoma State in baseball. Uh, they got walked off on Sunday afternoon, uh, lost the series two games to one. Uh, it was a nip and tuck series. That's going on. Uh, we've got the National Basketball Championship later tonight. Uh, we've got a bunch of recruiting stuff going on. Uh, Texas goes back at practice again on Tuesday, then Thursday and Saturday again, and then it's Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday uh, to finish up spring again. So that's that's basically two weeks back-to-back of Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays uh, to finish up uh, spring practice. Uh, you've got the scoop coming out later today. Anything you want to tease on here uh, right now? Uh, there is a... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Prospect that is going to be announcing his commitment in the next week or so. He was on campus on Saturday. We're going to give you the latest on where that where, where Texas stands with him and kind of where, where his place is. And I had to ask you one quick question. Were you able to watch either one of the semifinals in the Final Four on Saturday night? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Okay. Then tell me if I'm right or wrong. No matter how good Texas would have played in the Final Four, I don't think they would have beat you, that UConn team last night. Uh, you know, I talked with Jerry Hamilton about that on Sunday, and I, I I do think that Texas, Texas, if they're healthy, I mean, they just weren't healthy at, against Miami yeah. the last 15 minutes, really the last 35 minutes of that game when Jabari Rice got hurt. Um, Texas, when healthy, presents a different guard problem for most teams because they can throw more people at you. Um, that really hurt them against Miami and really why I thought they lost the Miami game. Uh, so, yes, I think that Texas could have stuck with with uh, UConn. I think that Texas could Texas would have been a favorite against both Florida Atlantic and San Diego State. San Diego State couldn't hit a free throw down the stretch to save their lives and still end up winning. Florida Atlantic went into hibernation uh, the last five minutes of that game. But yeah. uh, it was an interesting go. I Look, it, that was the best Texas basketball team we've seen in 15 years. Yes. Uh, putting, putting a – since you know, a, a eulogy on it, it was the best Texas basketball team we've really seen, I think, in 15 years or so. They just played so well together, played so hard from start to finish in almost every game, Justin. Even yes. games they lost were down by 10 at half and came back and won. You, you just got a sense that they were going to keep keep going. And uh, so you I, I appreciate that basketball team. Do you remember that first game in the Big 12, one of the first games in the Big 12 in Kids, Kansas State when they came to Moody? Kansas State, that was the best basketball we probably watched, you know, pound for pound all year long. And you and I were texting during that game, and I kept saying, Bobby, I know they're losing, but this bunch doesn't quit. Like, they are still playing like it's a two-point game or a two-possession game. Like, this team just had the maturity about them. I think some of that was off of Rodney Terry, and I think some of that was just because of experience and and stuff like that. But, man, it was was a fun season. I just – watching the Final Four on Saturday night – Two things were obvious. Florida Atlantic was a better team than people thought. Miami was overrated, and Texas actually had their number. Um, and then UConn, man, they're playing great ball. Give Dan Hurley a lot of credit. 
But San Diego State, man, there's something going on there. It's like the year of the Azteca. I don't know. I don't. Hey, they, I, I they just have. State. They got after the the offensive glass like nobody's business in that last. They moment. were glass eaters, eaters yeah. of the glass. All right, hey, Justin, I appreciate you, bud. We'll get going here. Uh, the scoop will be out around I think eleven or twelve o'clock uh, later today. Uh, Justin, Eric, Nalin, uh, Jerry Hamilton, all contribute to that on InsideTexas.com. Please make sure you take a look at that. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with a, a comment uh, and some notes from Joe Cook as well. So for Justin Wells of Inside Texas, I'm Bobby Burton. And this has been On Texas Football. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Uh, thank you for watching again and hook them.